Welcome, guys, to another episode of the <laughs> Friends Podcast. It's your boy, Woozy, and I'm here with my girl. <laughs> Professor B. <laughs> and we're back again with another episode. Second recording. <laughs> yes, the second one failed us. Uh, Round first two. One fa- failed us. Round two. But you know why? This is why I don't like iPhones. See, I, I told y'all I'm an Android guy. I never had this problem on Android. Can't relate. My Apple products never fail me. Well, well, Steve Jobs' ghost is, is rolling right now, seeing how I got failed. Hello. By the iPhone. Yeah, you. <laughs> but anyways, we're here back again with another one. Um, Man, I was trying to take that 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 moment at the beginning. You just start, you got started. You didn't give me you didn't give me. A, oh, you need some time to get in character too. Well, I was. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you need to get in character. I thought it was just you. Well, we're here now. <laughs> So. I was trying to get a character. I saw you just laughing at me. So I'm like, oh, she don't need character. She's but, laughing. She's like, oh, this person has a character. I started, I was like, all right, I'll take a couple seconds to <laughs> breathe and meditate. Take him seriously. And then he started the podcast without me. I was still deep in my meditation. I didn't know. So. I didn't get the foreword. Next time we'll be more in, in sync. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, but yeah, I know it's all good. I was just giving you a hard time. Per usual. It's a Saturday. It's feeling like Saturday. Yeah. Per usual. I was chilling today, though. Yeah, me too. Well, Big Saturday. And you went to a concert, so you should be up. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> What's that concert between here and Thursday? Between here and Wednesday? On a Thursday, Thursday night in the Bay. <laughs> it was awesome. She needs time. <laughs> she needs time to get her mind right. <laughs> I had two more days of work. <laughs> the heck I worked <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to me how many people think like I don't work when I'm working I graded all this week you know how much time it takes to focus and watch online speeches it takes a lot of time yeah so that's what I spent my work my work week doing with a little side of a little side of music. Yeah, a little side of entertainment. <laughs> today, yeah, and today we're, I'm going to lunch with my family as a belated birthday lunch since everybody's in town now. Turn up, turn up, turn up. But with that Sorry. being said, we got to get into this. Yes, yes. But. Yeah, yeah. I almost let it slide because I said it on the last one and I don't know if I have the same energy, but the energy stands. <laughs> white people. My white Friends, you are not, I repeat, not validated by having me as a friend. Sorry. Not just me, anything. If you have a black neighbor, black girlfriend, you know, that none of that validates you. And I only say that because I have a personal story. Oh, let's hear it. I want to go into this personal story. (laughs) (laughs) So again, shout out to everybody at the event. Beats, rhymes, and art. Always forget the art part. Beats, rhymes, and art. It was presented by Ill Cool Flow. Um, shout out to the guys who threw the event. It was dope. It was a great time. But, you know, again, shout out to the artists. Anchi, Brian Kate, Nikki Rain, uh, DJ Organic. Shout out to everybody who took pictures. Shout out to the whole situation but the festivities afterwards 
is what I'm getting to. Okay. Because there was one unmelanated individual that decided to press me. As y'all see, I don't have a haircut. The hair's looking real wild today. <laughs> this is a Saturday. I'd say again, Saturday. <laughs> the hair is real wild. And that's okay. So that day, the hair was also wild. Well, it wasn't wild. It was, you know, it was hat hair. <laughs> a little basic. It's nighttime. You can't really see it. Okay. So I'm out and about, and I'm like, oh, you know. When you say hat hair, did you have a hat on all day, or did you have a hat on that night? No, I had a hat on from work. You see that hat right there? Uh-huh. <laughs> I had my work hat on. Okay. And then from the from the work, I went to the event. So the hair was just, you know, I'm not putting a do-rag on it when the hair's as long. It's not worth it. Starts looking kind of weird. All mm-hmm. starts looking all pro, uh, what's the word? Um, synthetic. <laughs> starts giving. I don't have that texture where my hair can grow long and be wavy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be, but I don't like the look, anyways. But yeah, so hat hair. We had a, me and this this Caucasian woman started to have a conversation about haircuts because I'm like, oh, I only get haircuts when my girlfriend comes around. You know, it's just this is what I do. She offered her services. Oh, you know, I do hair so I could cut your hair, in which I politely declined. Oh, sorry. I don't let white women cut my hair. In which I didn't know that would be a point of contention, but it became a point of contention. (laughs) And why I wouldn't allow somebody with not the same grain texture as me to cut my hair. So she decided to. In, in a way to validate herself, I have a black brother who owns barbershops in which I said, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. In which I was rightfully so, maybe. Mm-mm. I was, she felt like I discounted her. And I was. I apologize, but I was because that didn't mean nothing to the conversation. Mm-hmm. What had to do with you cutting my hair? <laughs> her, her enthusiasm didn't matter to you in that equation. Man, listen, me finding out you had a black brother that night did not do nothing for my spirit. Sorry, not really. And in that, it made me realize, it made me, like, in reflection of that conversation, it made me realize how many people of the unmelanated, unmelanated variety do that to me. Hmm. Which is why I had to make this PSA. Again, if you are... Caucasian and benefit from this beautiful thing in America called white privilege. <laughs> you cannot be validated by having black friends, black neighbors, black associates, or even a black girlfriend you had back in 88. Or like a black roommate. Not even a roommate. No. Unless you dedicated your life through marriage <laughs> or you have an extensive, even then, you, if you, if you got works in the community, it will speak in the way you carry yourself around black people. If you had to verbalize something for me to validate you, yeah, validate it immediately. <laughs> There's no redemption for you. So low key, uh, microaggression, if you will. Low key. High key. I don't know. I guess. I guess it's low key. Let me look up the definition. You, ever get, you ever get that, that person? Well. I mean, you, you know what? You, I'm pretty sure you've been in situations. You live near downtown, downtown quarter. Yeah. How many people are like? Oh, I have. A, I had a white guy do this. The chairs that I bought. These chairs that I bought. The guy after I bought the chairs, his wife walked in. Walked inside. He's like, I didn't want to embarrass you in front of my wife, but you look just like my grandson. White man. I said, okay. Well, of course, he has to be mixed. 
yeah, my, my husband married a black, black, a black girl. And you look just like my grandson. I'm like, just don't sit right with me. <laughs> just, just didn't sit you right. You were just offended? I wasn't offended. I was like, why? <laughs> Maybe you favored them. What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was using microaggressions are everyday slights, insults, put downs, and validations and offensive behaviors that people experience in daily interactions with general well-intentioned individuals who may be unaware they have engaged in demeaning ways. So yeah, that definitely is like, oh, I have I a can. black, I have a black brother when you're trying to express, yeah, but I don't feel comfortable with non-black people cutting my hair. The, the, you thing, know? the thing wasn't even about black people. It was, you don't have the same grain as me. There's Puerto Rican people who can cut hair. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I, I met a Mexican guy. I've had a Mexican guy cut my hair. Mm-hmm. They understand the grain. You don't have the same grain. <laughs> Your grain is different. So you only get a haircut from a barber with the same grain of hair as you? or Is it grain or grade? I usually stick to black barbers, but... If I look at their haircut and their haircut looks like something I feel like they can do in my head, I get it. Or if I've seen, I usually, I usually do the, you know, we live in a world of Instagram. God bless. Let me see your Instagram. And I'll look for people who look like me in that Instagram. Okay. I'm, and okay, see what I the haircut that. looks like. Because. So did you ask her? To ask her. You didn't ask her to show for no. her to show you her clients or anything? She's a salon. No. She's not cutting my hair. I don't, Listen. It's a hard no on whites. <laughs> well, no, I get it, but I'm just saying, like, you didn't, you didn't have her just show you the proof to be able to say, like, you don't even have black. I didn't have that time. As soon as I said, okay, it doesn't matter. She says, "You're not listening to me. Oh, you're not listening to me. You're trying to respond, which means you're not listening." Oh, okay. So what? What? Where, 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 where do I go from there? <laughs> where exactly where you went? <laughs> I left it alone. I said, I don't know what to tell you. You're not listening to me. Oof. Another thing. I remember a girl said this. and I resonate with it. Going to the barbershop, just like some people going to the salon or going to the to get their toes done. It's like therapy. I can't therapize or ther- whatever. I can't be therapeutic with somebody that's that don't relate to me cutting my hair. I can't have the same conversations I have. <laughs> what if she cut hair in a black barbershop? I've never seen that. Yeah, okay. I was just I was just curious if that would like. You talking about there's space for her to cut my hair one day? I'm just I'm just saying like if she if she had had that conversation, she came from that place where she had the receipts, then probably or still no. It's some black people I don't want to cut my hair. It's no, it's just about this is about the it is about the skill, but also the therapy you get from yeah, the it's service. Also, it's also the comfort level, mm-hmm. you know. I went to a good cuts one time when I was younger. Oh, another person. Actually, if there's a hierarchy of people who are nice at cutting black people hair, it goes black people, of course. Then it goes like the the black people adjacent, the Puerto Ricans, the Dominicans, and then Asians. Mm. Asians are raw. <laughs> yeah, they're they're good at cutting black hair. Oh, I, my first barber was an Asian man. Really? Shout out to Junior. <laughs> he 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 handled it. I don't know about the like the next level taper stuff like that, but the, you know the just the, the ball fade. Mm-hmm. Ball fade was on lock. <laughs> I don't know about the bursts and stuff like that. I never. I, I usually go to a black person, but yeah. There's a YouTube channel that I come across. That's a, I feel like it's an Asian barbershop in LA. I can't remember what they're called.
I want to say A is in the name, maybe. I don't know. But they do a lot of really good cuts, a lot of shorts of, like, their transformations. But they give, like, good consultations and everything. So do you ever look for that with, with your haircuts? Like, are you ever looking for them to tell you about how healthy your hair is? And, like, no. I mean. For them to be, like, creative and, like, give you a cut that looks good on you, not really giving them specifics? Or do you go in with, like, really clear specifics? I'm a... Like I said, I'm a simp. I'm, I'm simple. I like to go in and get the simple cut and get out. <clears throat> there was a point in time where I was more creative. I was a single young black dude, so I was just trying to do something spicy. But I work forty hours a week, and I don't. I had to get my hair cut at seven o'clock in the morning. Give me this ball fade, <laughs> so I could take myself and leave. I'm not looking for, you know, how's my how's my hair growing? I mean, you get the little critiques like. Your waves looking good, you know. You know it's crashing back here because you know it's the the hardest area. The hardest area is like where your crown is at. It's the hardest area to keep neat. So you know you get critiques right there, which is also another reason why I prefer black barbers because they understand. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can go to school and learn it too, but they naturally understand how to cut hair around the waves because mm-hmm. you can't. You know how many times I have barbers that cut my hair going this way. I probably That's people that's people's first instinct is to go backwards. Yeah. And it, if you have waves, that's like the worst thing you can do. You put the go with the waves. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> Whew, really good to know. Which is like I said, there's a certain reason why I don't let certain people cut my hair. But you know, that's that's just my that was just my little stand at the beginning. I guess that does make sense. I feel like that isn't <laughs> I watch a lot of like haircut I come across a lot of haircut videos, but um I feel like I got to help. I I got to help my room. My old roommate cut her hair. She shaved it all off, and we were just going. I feel like in both directions. I I don't even was I going on both. Was she going away to like a bald? Mm-hmm. Well, then that's that, it. Doesn't you can do it any kind of way then? Okay, okay. It's more about like when you have waves. It's about maintaining the pattern. Mm. Okay. And then there's different kinds of waves. There's there's like there's people like me who just got regular waves. And then obviously it's like course levels, but then it's like people who go who got three sixties, mm-hmm. which is, is that like all the way around. Yeah, when it looks like it's like a spiral going around your head, and then seven twenties when it's like a a more like a head, like a more uh, I guess you could say like intense spiral. And with people like that, you have to cut it a certain you have to cut it the way that they're brushing it. And if you don't understand what they're doing, you can. And a lot of times, people who have hair like that, they cut their own hair because it's easy to mess up, take you back in progress by doing that. So. Yeah, it's a lot more into it. It's a lot more science. What a rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm come back into the daylight from there. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. but No, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, but, yeah, that's, that's, I just wanted to make that point, you know. And I remember you telling me you had a story about dealing with your own personal microaggressions from friends that were... Um, yeah, old white friends. Old white roommates. You know, I just... When I think about this definition, I feel like well-intended is, like, the root of it. You know, I feel like my my old roommate, like, I feel like she was mostly well-intended. I don't think she was really, you know. But there were moments, like, let me know <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm the a-hole in this. But I, she asked me if I wanted to go camping with her. And I thought... Sure. Like, I like camping. I grew up going camping, but doing just some things. Yeah. 
but she would you know she grew up going camping too and but doing doing certain things in her camping trip that i just thought i found out afterwards like it, they okay she wanted to do tubing and like i just had a really traumatic water experience as a kid where i almost drowned so like i don't like to get in water where i can't see the the you know where i can't see my feet yeah or i don't know how deep it is yeah or just natural water where there's like in animals and things like that i just i don't know I'm very nervous about it so i wanted to just chill color chill at the campsite anyway i ended up going camping with her this was my idea was i was going to get to relax and have a good time just being in nature sharing space and her idea was to go and do everything together as a group. There was like five of us there and I was the only black person. So for me, I really needed like reprieve from being the only black person in that space. Not to mention, I trusted her judgment in terms of like choosing the camping location. Like I just thought we're going someplace that I knew we were going someplace in SoCal, but it was like right outside of Bakersfield. And it turned out to be super conservative. Like there was only one gas station we could go to and it had Trump stuff all in the windows, which made me immediately um, uncomfortable because at that time it was like shortly after George Floyd protests or like around the season of George Floyd protests. So I'm already I'm just like heightened in terms of like my racial sensitivity. And when I go in into the um, I'm sorry to take this story like all over the place. but. There's, there were, I had microaggression. I experienced microaggressions in the gas station where when I was looking at hats with everybody else, you know, the gas, one of the um, attendants came and cleaned up only after me, you know, straightening up the hats. When, you know, the people I'm, I'm camping with were looking at hats with me, just as messy. If, if anything, I put my hat back where it belonged And I don't know why she was straining out what I was putting back, but like, you know, I would be walking down the aisles and like people would walk so close as almost like they didn't see me. You know how usually when you walk in the grocery store, people give you your space, move around you was almost like I wasn't even there. And these are things that like they didn't see firsthand, but that I'm experiencing and I'm being triggered. And just like, you know, I'm just coming off of like an emotionally heightened state and I remember she thought that her reaction to me was that she thought I was being dramatic and just like overreactive that I spoiled the travels and the and the and the, the the trip because I'm triggered now and I'm like in a crappy mood that this is the only place that we can shop for necessities basic necessities food included I'm frustrated that I have to go back into this place where I felt super triggered and like, I don't want to say traumatized, but it just was like, who wants to put themselves in a position to be potentially discriminated against? Like, again, yeah, out of survival. Nobody wants to do that. So especially, you know, when you're camping with people who who are somewhat empathetic, but don't understand, don't genuinely don't understand what yeah. you're feeling. And so. Yeah, I don't know. I remember trying to talk to her about it. And when she was like, you know, you have the ability to make the experience what you want. You don't have to you don't have to get upset. I was just so taken aback that she was like, you don't have to get upset about it. And like like. 
like I have control over how trauma shows up for me as it relates to my race. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if like, I, hopefully I'm not like trailing too, no. too far into the weeds with this story, but it's just, it was just like, I thought that she was my wokest white friend. And when I expressed a moment of feeling like racially, like vulnerable because of my race, she didn't understand. And I was like, wow, she is like not even close to what I thought. So just in terms of being like having white friends, I don't know. I feel like it gets more difficult as you get older because especially as a black, as a black adult, like a young black adult, for me, it's like a while to really understand and appreciate my blackness. Yeah. Even though my parents did a great job, I think of exposing me to black culture, black American culture. Mm -hmm. It's just the way that I expressed myself as a kid and how I articulated my voice would be black kids making fun of me for being too white. And then white kids telling me that they don't even rec- they don't even th- they don't even see me as a black person. Yeah. You know, so we beca- have this had this internalized struggle with how black am I and trying to prove it, you know, or else try to fit into white spaces. Yeah. So getting older and becoming more confident in my blackness, more aware of it, more sensitive to it. It was it's like uncomfortable and inconvenient sometimes it seems to my white friends. Not any of the existing white friends I have now, but I guess like I should say like my former white friends. And yeah. it seemed like that was the case with my old roommate, that being black was an inconvenience. Well, I'll say like, I guess to make this conversation more like um, constructive. Positive. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Not like, not that you made it negative. I'm saying like, because I don't, <clears throat> even though I make the rant and I say that as a poke, mm-hmm. but obviously I have just people in my life, you know, shout out to Devin, shout out to Pastor Caleb they're like really cool people who are white. So it's not mm-hmm. about, it's not about, you know, like it's not a true fallacy. Granted, they all also married to black women, which is a, a validating point in my book. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, mm. I feel like it's, it's like, um, it's almost like emotional intelligence. Mm. Cause, and this is this is something that this is like a I guess you could say a pass you can give people who, who you know white people is that they don't you know with them being the majority they have the luxury of only dealing with you know with people who share similar experiences to them mm-hmm. um just like black people do the same thing in their community Mexican people you know whatever all communities have their they have that but on but white people on mass even when they go in their, their careers they get the, they still deal with you know, people look like him versus the difference with like people of color. If you go when you go into career, you, you're more you're more likely to see, you know, um, a white faced person. And especially if you go up the ladder, you'll see more and more people who are, you know, Caucasian, which is just I mean, that's the nature of the situation we live in. And I, I feel like because of that, we we have a natural like, I guess you could say emotional intelligence and like empathy and understanding. <clears throat> of different situations from different people. But I feel like that's always the, 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 like the obstacle that I've, at least I faced when I had white friends that were like super duper white Mm -hmm. is that I might be like the second or third, like black person they've really had a real relationship with. And in that there's like a misunderstanding. So like with your situation, like, cause all I hearing is like, 
the big thing I'm hearing is like she didn't have no emotional intelligence in that situation. Understand that like she just because she didn't see it didn't mean that you didn't feel away and something happened. Mm-hmm. She like you're making something bigger than it than it is. But it's like you also never you never been somewhere where you've literally like you're the only <laughs> you on the on, it. Where people have a preconceived notion about yeah. who you are, and then, and then, not only feel that way on internally, but externally show that in through microaggressions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, and even then, the, the situations that I've, I've seen white people be in that situation. I, I, we had a we had a guy who's married to a, a black woman. When I used to work at Chef Paul's Cafe. Shout out to Chef Paul's Cafe. Um, he came in. He's married to a black couple. I literally thought nothing of it. I'm a waiter. I'm the last thing on my mind is you know, racial politics. I'm I'm literally like just trying to get the job done. So he has a cake. He gives me a cake. He asks I put it in the freezer. Uh we put it in well, we put it in the freezer and stuff like that. Like nothing nothing of it. I thought the whole thing went like no problem. Seemed like we had a good time, you know, they tipped nice and whatever, whatever. So there was a they wrote it ended up writing uh he ended up writing a review on Yelp. And I'm pretty sure I could find a Yelp one. I could find a Yelp. And and pull it up. And anybody who knows me, this is always funny when I tell him this. Because in the review, he goes, this is, like, he's been, like, basically, he felt racial tension as soon as he walked in the building. Because hmm. it's all black stuff. He felt like he was being stared at. He he said, when I gave the young man his cake, when he, when I asked the young man to put the cake in the refrigerator, he said, it's your world. I just live in it. <laughs> that is something you say, too. I say it now, yeah. but that's the reference. That's the reference point from where it came from. Because mm-hmm. my aunt oh. <laughs> my, my aunt read it to me, and I said, that's a bar. <laughs> I'm going to start using that. But that's where that stems from. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he said that, like, it's your, I said to him, it's your world. I just live in it. First of all, I'll never say that to a white man ever in my life. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me just get that straight. I don't give a fuck what, what the world looked like. Not even like facetiously? No. Because <laughs> I don't believe that. It's not your world. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> you don't own nothing. <laughs> so it was like, for him to say that, I was like, that's wild. And then he, hmm. he was talking about how the, the racial pressure, whatever, whatever. And then like, I've been to Tennessee. I've been to Cincinnati. I've been to these different places. I've never felt this kind of of of, of tension before. And we're reading this in the in the meeting. Like, do y'all remember this man? <laughs> like, no, I don't remember this man at all. Mind you, the restaurant we have is small. Mm-hmm. So if there's a big table, there is probably, we probably were looking at him because the table's, like, the restaurant only had one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like eight tables. And for the, I think his party was so big, he had to take up three tables. So you're taking up oh, almost half the restaurant. And... He had a pretty like uh like his family was a cool family. It was like, you know, loud and rambunctious. So it was like it was an entertaining family to watch. So I was saying, like, I don't see no I didn't I didn't think it was no name, but like, yeah, whatever. But it's situations like that where it was like he he was entitled to feel that way in that situation at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But if we said this, if I go into somewhere and I feel the same way, oh, you're just making this about you. It's not that big a deal. Can't you just sit down and eat? <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. I we don't get that same privilege in the other situations, so I say all that to say, like, you know, I, I feel like a lot of times when we have when we have issues with um, people who some of our white friends, a lot of times it's just a um, 
a lack of emotional intelligence and lack of experience with what's really going on. A lot of people don't, a lot of white people don't really believe some of the stuff that black people say is happening mm-hmm. and until they actually see it. Like, mm-hmm. that, I think that's why the George, the George Floyd stuff was so wild because it's like, we hear about it, but when you see a video of him, like, I can't breathe. And, you know, it, the police officers continue. It's like, I mean, you can't refute that. Like, yeah. I mean, people still try to, but it's like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I I don't know why I cared to share this because, you know, we're not really friends anymore. Mm-hmm. Not like we used to be anyway. Um, But I don't know. I guess it just, like, hurt my feelings. And I felt like I really tried to... maintain or like resuscitate that friendship and be understanding of the fact that like she doesn't she didn't understand and like it wasn't it wasn't replicate like reciprocated yeah you know it it didn't feel like it was reciprocated I, I felt like I was really trying to like maybe try to fit in too much to because we live together so I wanted to be able to hang out with her friends comfortably but most of her friends were not black so when she'd have black friends i would really want to hang out but she would like have pool parties and like not invite me to hang out really so then when they would i would i would not want to hang out because now we've had this awkward exchange and like yeah you know i don't want to um i don't want to be dramatic but I want to be able to be fully myself in my experiences as a black person, as being the only black person in these spaces with you and your friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to feel like my triggers are going to be inconvenient. My emotionality, the way of being a black woman is going to be, hmm. you know, too much work for you. Um, or, or that it's going to be an inconvenience to your good time, to your good party, to your, your couple tra- traveling plans. Like that is, disheartening and I don't know I guess maybe this is just me trying to air it out so I'm not carrying that carrying that anymore but when you talk about white friends she was I feel like one of the last few remaining white friends I had and I really have come to realize I I I struggle with my white friend friendships these days because of that yeah you know that makes sense racial those racial microaggressions really don't be micro in. Yeah. <laughs> they be, be bigger than that. They, I feel like sometimes be on macro they, levels. sometimes they be on macro levels where they blow up friendships and we don't really talk about it. That is real. But anyway, I, mean, I guess, the, I guess before we leave, I want to, I do want to talk about how do you, I mean, coming through that experience, has that changed how you deal with microaggressions? Has it changed how you explain them? Is it, you know, how, how do you deal if you're in a situation again, how do you deal with it? Well, there's like two approaches. It really depends. Most of the time, uh, if they seem, if a microaggression is like super like regressive, it's really just like, I, I can't believe I have to explain this. I won't even address the microaggression sometimes because I don't feel like if you are if you uh, in 2023 don't understand why it's 
I don't know. Oh, I'm trying to use. I, I like. I can think of one person very specifically that I've had exchanges with, but I can't. I can't think of like the specific microaggressions that they've used. Um, but let's say like, you know, being vigilant of the neighborhood, right, and being vigilant of how you describe people, right, like. I'm not going to correct those sort of microaggressions all of the time because you talking about like when somebody's like, look at that little ghetto girl. Yeah. Like, like talking about the girl with her hair nicely done in the breads. <laughs> Cause that's like a whole attitude change. And that, that requires a whole debate sometimes that yeah. really isn't worth my energy. But if it's a friend, like that, that's really more of where it's at. It's like, if these things are coming up with friends, I'm going to be more direct. Yeah. And if it's going to create tension, then we probably shouldn't be friends. Yeah. And I think my old roommate probably was more accepting of that reality than I was. So yeah. that's part of it is just being like, yeah, no, I'm much more direct and unapologetic about it. And if it, again, like creates disruption in the friendship, not feeling um, resentful about yeah. it, but just grateful to know now mm -hmm. and uh, grateful to be more clear about the boundaries who knowing who I can really trust to be my ally that's respect in this fight so to the allies meeting people where they're at yeah oh yeah, always that's I, you that, know that's like it don't matter what race it is you always got to meet somebody where they at mm -hmm. and res there is a level of respect you have to give that person when you meet them where it's at because I mean even like you know some of my friends that I have that aren't black like they might not have the same their emotional intelligence in, in other areas. Mm -hmm. Some of them might, you know, I, I like to imagine that I'm a very, I'm a go-getter. Yeah. So, like, you know, I, I have to, you know, be conscious of some of the, um, the little stuff that people say sometimes, you know, where it's like, don't you think you're doing too much? Don't you think that? It's like, like, I, I don't take it personal, but it's like, I mean, I would listen to you if I wanted to be average, you know, like, or above average. Like, I mean, for the, some of the goals that I have, you know, like, I realize it isn't, it's not something I could just half, <laughs> you know, just do on it. I'm going to kind of do it. Like, mm -hmm. some, some, some of the stuff does take a little bit more focus. So I know um, in a situation, it is like understanding, like, that some people just are where they are. And yeah. that doesn't mean they can't get to that, that place, but I can't force them to get to that place. Like, I just be myself and maybe you'll you'll get there or even if you don't like maybe you just want to be you know what I'm saying nine to five Joe mm -hmm. with a kid in the picket fence you know stuff like that and go to baseball games like I don't think anything's wrong with that it's just I respect that respect my situation as well yeah and and for me too is also I I can respect that if you respect me but also I can accept if we're not compatible Mm -hmm. anymore if, if these things start to start to reveal that like we're not really compatible because yeah I don't think I think that she is emotionally intelligent but it just in this particular topic I felt like she wasn't very considerate of my emotional needs my emotional capacity like as a friend yeah. and for me I feel like now I understand what my needs are as a friend and it's that I I need, regardless of what your your race is, I need you to be able to have empathy yeah. and have empathy um, like when it counts, not just like after the fact or not at all, which is kind of how it felt like she just really 
didn't have it. Yeah, because it sounded like she didn't even circle back. It was just more like, well, that's what it is. We we had like one conversation after after um, the camping trip, and that's and it didn't go well. And so, you know, I tried my best to like try to have another conversation so it could maybe go better. Try to hang out, spend more time to, but it just never it never recovered. So some friendships aren't meant to be forever, and that that's okay. But I wonder if it's a if it's also like a. Um a communal thing but i mean we yeah could probably, we could probably get into that another time yeah i, I do want to explore that conversation i think that'd be a pretty a pretty fun topic to explore mm-hmm. like i feel like we kind of talked about something similar but probably get a little bit more go go get a little more direct yeah, yeah. and because i don't intend to like talk mess about her but it is just an experience i've had so little opportunity to like release and i feel like it's a common situation a lot of people find themselves in they don't know literally find themselves like i don't even know how to react mm-hmm. i've been in a situation where i'm like where do we go from here you know <laughs> you know where do we go from here but okay so what are we talking about i want to talk about shakari richardson i sent you the video yeah the other day of just the i don't even know how to explain it sometimes like i guess you, the best way i can use it is growth like just the evolution that is from 2021 to 2023 of how her demeanor is and as we all know you know Shakari Richardson she was the the track the 100 meter track runner that that killed it in 2021 and because of anti-doping rules lost her ability to be in the Olympics um which Kind of threw everybody in an uproar, really, mm-hmm. given her situation where her, you know, she smoked because her mom had passed away and, and everything, and, and that was her main driver for why she was even doing what she was doing. So it was a rough situation to see that. Uh, shout out to all again all the black people who came together and showed her love and support in that, in that moment because mm-hmm. definitely was needed. Um, but she's back and better than ever, you know, going going hard in the paint. Um, and I kind of wanted to just, like ask you like what are your like what are your thoughts on the situation as a whole I guess from from the incident to like seeing where she is now. Well, first of all, the clip that you shared with me, I feel like really gave a lot more context around her narrative with this particular win and that's what I think is the most beautiful thing because originally I was I was like always impressed by her and always like happy for her wins but just like disappointed that she couldn't have had that original win Mm -hmm. as she was authentically yeah you know but and looking at her narrative of it yeah when you look at her first interview when she wins and loses and she's like i gave it everything i got and i'm done like i'm done i was just like i so relate to this because it's like you know, what, a couple years, a few years later, and, you know, we look at her and she's different. She's a whole evolved version of herself. Yeah. You, physically, emotionally, mentally, she says this in the interview, but <clears throat> she's like, I'm back and I'm not going anywhere. And so to go from that place of hopelessness of like, I'm done, I quit, to believing in yourself, really, really re discovering your power 
and your drive and your passion and your purpose, like, and from a very pure place, I think is admirable. And so, and at some place, I feel like I'm also in with my career. So, I don't know. I feel very inspired by her, especially when she sent me that that clip. It really yeah helped bring me out of the like critic because again, like, I'm just I'm not about weed shaming. I think that that is an, an unfortunate part of athlete of athleticism like if there are if i understand the concern about drugs drug usage and athleticism the spirit of sport but when we regulate medication like weed is a medication for people it's a medicine for many people we take the stigma out of it we think about athletes who have medicinal needs to manage their mental health um, not just their physical health I think that that creates a more ableist approach to sports and it's it makes things really dated. So for her to not be able to use the medicine she needed to support the mental health condition she was in when she won, just because her mental she was using medication that helped. And this is how I'm seeing it, you know, to, she helped her to help her mental health, to help her depression. I think that that's. I feel like she deserves both wins, I guess is my point. But ultimately, I know the focus is like present, you know, focusing on right now and her winning what she won. Yeah. But she's always been a winner to me is my point. And I'm I'm so happy to see her make this comeback. And I'm excited to see what other wins she's going to have under her belt after this. Yeah. And that's why I say, too, like, I think it's that's a tough situation about the 2021, because if I remember what people were saying at that time. Everybody felt like she was done wrong. Like she, your bought her bottles right there. Oh, thank you. Other side. Yep. Everybody, I feel like everybody felt like we all, we're all Shakari fans at that moment. Like we all knew she won. Like we all know, because even then, like the biggest, the biggest thing about it was that, and people don't, people, I don't know if people remember is that it wasn't, that wasn't her only way into Olympics. She could have also made it in by the four, the, there was another. There was, a, there was one more race that was going on. It was the, um, the four by one, which is the the, the relay. Yeah, the relay, and they could have put her in that, and they didn't. So, it was like <clears throat> that. That's where people were like, where people were feeling like, okay, like what's what's going on here? Like what's really going on? You know, because like we get it, but you're not even giving an opportunity to, for redemption. You know, she explained it. It's not like she hated like oh, I didn't smoke. Like you know, she literally said like yeah. I, this is exactly what I did, and this is the reason why. So I remember that's what that's why that's why I said like it was dope that everybody like all the bike people got behind her because yeah. like, like you said in that moment you could feel like man what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you know, like, like well I'm gonna keep well, I'm gonna keep trying if this is the this is the result you know whatever. If I have to if I have to you know conform to this structure and this I don't know system that mm-hmm. is not authentic to me. That's why I like it's the beats commercial. I think the Beast commercial is probably my favorite commercial that she had, which was like the like it was like a base like a crowd of people like it's like a like basically like it's like her on the track field, and if I remember correctly, it's like the noise of like all the people giving their critiques about what she should have did blah 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 blah, and then she finally puts the beats in and it just like goes quiet, and she like focuses and stuff like that like I thought that was like the perfect oh my gosh I need to find that it was I like need that to find perfect that one yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's really good. I think they had the Kanye uh, soundtrack behind it, but it's like that because I I can really relate to that even though I'm not in no situation like that. Jesus, but like 
I can relate to that that feeling of feeling like, dang, like I feel like everybody against me. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like even like even like good natured people, like your friend, like your family could feel that way. Like I can, I can only imagine like people who are good natured, like you know, well, you shouldn't have did it. Like, even though you're good nature, it's like, man, listen. <laughs> like, like, what are we saying? I'm trying to hear that right now. Mm-hmm. So I can, mm-hmm. yeah, that, I really be feeling that where it's like, a lot of times you do got to kind of tone everybody out, like, man, listen. But I wanted to ask, like, like, what do you, what do you think, like, this, people who understand this narrative, like, what do you feel like this, what do you feel like this does for, like, our culture as black people? Like, understanding, like, like, seeing, like, her, persevere i guess is a good word oh i feel like it just inspires us you know to keep doing what we're doing mm-hmm. she's just she's an embodiment of embodiment of like what black power is yeah you know and i think that that's incredible and something that our community will continue to like celebrate if that makes sense so I, I think if anything, it's just going to um, inspire. It's going to be like a LeBron story. You know, like there are a lot of athletes out there that inspire black people to hustle and go for what they're good at. And, um, yeah, I feel like that's what her her story is going to do for us. Yeah. It's going to be one of those legends. It is one of those legends. Yeah. It's in the making right now. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, Yeah. We said, like I said, it's, it's in the making, but I would say like what she did is was legendary. Oh no, hundred percent. You know, so yeah, I don't feel like she needs a bunch of other wins to be a legend. Like I, I feel like just the feat that she has right here is honestly like enough for a movie. I mean, I feel it. You know, but I'm not saying like obviously she's gonna stop here. I'm, I'm just like yeah, I was, saying, I was like she still gotta get to Olympics. I'm trying to see her get that gold medal. That's yeah. the truth. Cause like, man, I'm I'm listening. I'm, I'm a Shakari Stan, I've been. But that's what I'm saying. Like if she get the man, I can't wait till she get the gold medal. She gonna get the gold medal. I'm manifesting it myself. I don't yeah. get nothing. I don't get nothing. I don't get no benefit from it. But she gonna get the she gonna get that gold. Oh, she gonna be on that podium. Then Netflix, get your dollars out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they're not already out. <laughs> Probably already recording as we speak, <laughs> <laughs> knowing them. But yeah, speaking of movies, Barbie Heimer. Ah, that's what they're calling the box office right now. Yes. Did you watch Barbie yet? Not yet. Maybe watch Oppenheimer yet? No, not yet. I haven't. I haven't watched them either. I heard. So I never knew. I mean, I still, I still don't understand. I haven't watched the trailers. I usually don't watch trailers for movies that I've um, that I really want to watch. Um. And I'm like, I didn't know Barbie Heimer was going was going to do what it did. I don't know what the current numbers are, but the opening weekend, Barbie brought in 155 million dollars, and Oppenheimer brought in 80 million dollars, being the fourth biggest box office weekend. I should have looked up what the other three were. I'm pretty sure Titanic's in there somewhere. Like, I should probably Google that real quick. But yeah, I just I just think it's so dope to see like, and even though you feel like theater, ouch, like theaters always been here, it's like theaters are back like real reason to get like get to the theater because you got something to go see well the, yeah with the streaming services people are like oh, you know i remember even with the black panther i had a couple of people like i'm just gonna wait till it goes to disney plus i'm like that's wild yeah it is wild that's why yeah some people are just I, I don't i don't i didn't know that 
anyways. Well, some people have like really nice home theater setups where I suppose it could be a great experience and worth the twenty four ninety nine that it costs to rent yeah. a blockbuster movie. But I'm going to spend $24.99. I'm going to get my butt in a seat at yeah. a theater, recline back with a good old box of popcorn in my lap <laughs> with a cherry and cola icy next to me. Cherry and cola? Yeah. Like the mix together? Yeah. You live your life on the edge. It's just like the cherry Coke. Clear soda gang. <laughs> I'm not nothing against it. My, my, my stepdad loves Coke. I just... Every time I see that, I think it, may, it might be the colors. It's I don't, about the brown and the red. It is. Well, I mean, these cups are like you can't see into oh, it. They're okay. not the clear ones. So that makes sense. When if, if it's a clear one, sometimes I'll mix it. It'll just look like Coke at the end of the day, like Coca-Cola. But OK, you know what? You don't have to yuck my yum. No, I'm not yucking it. I'm just saying like it's know, your a, face says otherwise. It's, it's, a per, it's like a personal thing. Like I, when I mix when I like, have you ever, you ever been to Seven Eleven? You got all the different colors. Mm-hmm. I can only mix colors that could that could mix to another color. That's if, fair. If it turns brown, you can't, I can't do it. I, I don't even drink. I can't do, like that. Just sounds brown always throws me. Well, it reminds me when I was a kid and we we're making paint. You mix all that paint together and it turns brown. You're like, <gasps> I don't. I don't normally mix my icy cup, my icy flavors. Mm-hmm. But if I do, it's gonna be cherry because I like cherry coke. Well, cherry coke. I mean, the and cherry, I like cherry vanilla coke too. It sounds good. Or vanilla Coke, yeah. It sounds like good because I, I, I imagine that's a flavor already. Yeah. Just, for me, I'm just it's more like the childish, it's a mental thing. The childish yeah. color thing. Mm-hmm. Like same thing like when you see greens touching yams and people start murdering them. Like why would you eat that? My grandma bought me the place with look anyways, but <laughs> keeping your food separate. Yes. Shout out to grandma. She loved me. <laughs> My grandma. But yeah, loves me. no, I haven't seen it, but I do want to go see Barbie. I love it. I love the Barbie era. I love that. It's giving us a reason to get dressed up, to wear more pink, even to see more men wearing pink. We definitely need more of that. Seeing men in their Ken era. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ken. What I say the black Ken's name was again? Steven. Steven. <laughs> Shout out to Steven. That's crazy. <laughs> Steven and um, I think it's Francie was the black, the original Black Barbie's name. Maybe I could be wrong. It might not be Francie. It could be right. I don't remember if that was a black doll or Black Barbie, but. So I'm looking at it right now of the box office, like the biggest box open, bo- uh, the biggest opening weekends. And Barbie is 20. She 20. Yeah. Barbie is literally just 20, like, like just hit 20. And I'm kind of upset about it. Because 21 is Dark Knight Rises. She just beat Dark Knight Rises. So pit- that pisses me off. <laughs> There's a new Batman movie. I forgot. I've been so swept off my feet by Transformers. I've just been neglecting the theaters. But I see well, no, I've th- got some. This is all time. Oh, all time. All okay. time. Yeah, okay. This, this, this is the Christopher Nolan Batman. Bar- Barbie beat. That, well, Christopher Nolan Batman's my favorite Batman. Yeah, they opening weekend. Barbie made. 162 million and yeah 162 million 22,044 dollars who directed barbie uh it's a good question it says made by warner brothers but who's the director bro let's check it let's check it indb pro who is that it's not working for me right now <laughs> it's asking me for IMDb. I don't even know what IMDb Pro is, but maybe just I'll do like a, quick a Warner Bros. Search. movie. 
Barbie director. But yeah, I'm, I'm just a, to, for me. I just want to know like Greta Gerwig. Oh, that name is familiar. Okay. What other movies has she written? That's a cool name, though. That's why Gerwig. there's music. Did she do like musicals? Greta Gerwig been doing. Barbie, Little Woman, Lady Bird, White Noise, Francis. Oh, she did No Strings Attached. That's a good movie. Greenberg. Rom-coms. No, no, no musicals? Um, no, I don't see any. She's supposed to do the new Snow White in 2024. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And the movies you listed, I'm a fan of her, her work. So that's cool. Good for her. Yeah, shout out to her for sure. Shout out to Greta. I didn't know he was. And then, uh, if you guys don't know, if you Google Barbie on Google, it does his little does his little sparkle thing. Everything's pink and sparkling. Stop it! Oh my gosh, I love it. Oh, my inner child, <laughs> she's so happy. Who, uh. Listen, the marketing <laughs> budget they spent on Barbie. <laughs> Warner that said, "Hey, oh, we finna get our coins." It's every oh, millennial real. girl's dream. Yeah, let me go over real quick what the, what movies. So Barbie's number twenty, and she beat out some notable movies. One, The Dark Knight Rises, the original Dark Right, Dark Knight, The Hunger Games, Catching Fire, Star Wars Rogue One, Captain Marvel, The Hunger Games original, Spider Man, th- what? Spider Man three, Spider Man three, of course, Furious Seven. Like, come on, what we saying? Oh wow, Super Mario Bros. movie was number thirty one. What really? Shout out to Remarkable. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't either. Is that good? Dang. But I hope I... I think it's out of the theaters now. I was really hoping to see it on a big screen. Top five movies of all time? What are they? Number one, Adventure, uh, The Avengers Endgame with $357 million, winning by a good margin. Number two, surprisingly, Spider-Man No Way Home. Huh. I didn't expect that. I know people love Spider-Man, but I didn't think it would be number two. Two hundred sixty million dollars opening weekend. Uh, who, which which Spider Man is that? That's the um, Tom Holland, the newer one. We love Tom Holland. Twenty 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 one. Number three, Avengers uh, Avengers Infinity War. Not surprising. Number four from twenty fifteen is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Two hundred forty seven million. Number five, Star Wars Episode. What is that? Five, six, seven, eight. The Last Jedi. That was two hundred twenty million. Then number six, still holding strong, Jurassic World. Number seven, Avengers. Number eight, Black Panther. Number nine, Lion King. Of course. One. Uh, I think this is a live action one. Two thousand nineteen. And number ten, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Hey, shout out! N- notable mention. Number twelve, Incredibles two. Who would have knew? <laughs> That was a good but, one. Yeah, like I said, I I have, do I really believe the theaters are winning anyway? Looking at these, let me see how many movies are. Twenty nineteen is Endgame, twenty twenty one, and then Doctor Strange twenty twenty two. Not very many, many, not very many movies post pandemic are in here, but there's still movies up there. Some big box office, and Barbie's a new one. So, yeah, that's what's up. Shout out to shout out to that. Uh, I wanted to ask you, 
get back to what we're talking about. I wanted to ask you, like, do you prefer the theater or streaming? No, I prefer the theater. Yeah. Like I said, I want my popcorn, yeah. extra butter, a little salt. I want my icy. Mm-hmm. Be able to recline. If I can, maybe I'll even get a little candy. Some candy? Okay, baller. <laughs> I'm here. I here. I go to the movies for the snacks. Really? Yes. So you don't sneak snacks in? No, I don't need to. I, I want to eat what they have there. You live a different life. I do. I go to the Dollar Tree. I put them in my pox. Actually, well, we've hit new levels of ghetto. Last time I snuck in Cold Stone and was murdering the Cold Stone. Couldn't movie, do it. I can't remember what movie that was. I can't even enjoy the movie while breaking a rule like that. You couldn't do it in good conscience. I mean, it's not. I mean, if it's candy, like maybe, maybe if it's some candy, but Cold Stone, that's a violation. Of, of what? Well, you know, it, it's it, the now, rules. You know, I, I, that's what I'm, I was thinking about right now. Is there really a rule against bringing inside food? Yes. Is there? They'll make you throw it away if they see it or find out. Yeah. But that, the other thing, too, is like when people bring in like freight. My grandparents, we used to sneak in like Dos Coyotes when there was the theater over there at the Arden Mall. Yeah. And I wouldn't I wouldn't feel bad about that. But it was just <laughs> it's just like when it's like particularly fragrant. You bring in a whole lunch to the movie theater. Oh, no. Nah. That's we, like throws we, off the whole chemistry of like the popcorn and movie vibes. Then I'd be a little a little it's like, man, you couldn't have had your lunch before the movie, bro. But OK, do you man, think if the movie theaters made the, made the ice cream more affordable and not made me feel like I'm dropping a bag? <laughs> I do like the candy and popcorn. I get it. I get it. But then you like look at some stuff like hold on, hot dog. You talking about seven twenty five? Yeah, the chips and nacho cheese six sixty. It's like, what? Like, bro, I, that's the same nachos and cheese I used to get at the school. <laughs> like, bro, one twenty five. Yeah, like you're playing me. Yeah, like it's not even in it. Anyways, like I said, if y'all gonna do it, just do it right. Do like uh, I can't. I can still keep forgetting the name of that place. It's a place that has the restaurant in it. Studio Movie Grill. Yeah, like do it somewhere like there where like if you gonna give me something, it's gonna be. Like real, mm-hmm. like yeah, like I said, we could use the popcorn because you do get the big thing of popcorn you never finish. Yep, so it's fair. But no, nah, I'm not free. a hot dog that's been rolling on there. That's the same hot dogs they have at Seven Eleven, dog. Love those hot dogs. <laughs> 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 but I was gonna say, like personally, I like I love the theater too. But the reason I love the theater is is because I like seeing everybody's reaction. I love seeing mm-hmm. other fans. I don't know how it is with like. So you remember you ever watched the movie It? Uh, maybe. The 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 clown named it. Yeah, maybe. You didn't watch it. I probably did, but erased like the memory of it. <laughs> but in the movie, it there's a part. I don't know if it's part one or part two. But there's a part. I remember I was in the theater. I can't remember who I was in the theater with. Who I was in the theater with? Shout out to them. We went, and you know, there's a part of the movie when they're going into the house, mm-hmm. and before they go in the house, he goes. Whatever we do, we don't split up. And they walk in the house, and one kid runs another way, and all you hear is this lady behind me. God bless her heart. He just said, don't split up. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like like my favorite part about the theater is like the communal experience of everybody. Like the thing that I'm thinking that I'm not comfortable enough saying, somebody's going to say the claps. Yeah. The whoa. Yeah. Like the turn up. Like, yeah. That is stuff like that. It's stuff like that. where like at home. You can't get that. There's no way. Yeah. You're right. 
way. Right. There's no way I could. Oh man, that, I, I feel. Movie. I feel like that is 100 why I remember this Transformers as as being a good experience for me. Because a lot of people are like, "Oh, the Transformers this year wasn't even good." Like Transformers hasn't hasn't been good for a while. But who goes to Transformers for the storyline anyway? Like <laughs> I go to watch the robots fight. That's what I'm I'm looking for. Yeah. So as long as those scenes are good, like I'm having a good time. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm looking for people to see like. Like I remember the what's the what's the Age of Extinction? Yes, oh that's good. The, one. the scene where where it's like Optimus Prime riding riding Grimlock, I think was that his name, the the T Rex, mm-hmm. and they're just like, you know, he's just doing that clean scene where he chops that dude's neck off, and this is like, he's, it's just something about the the motion of the scene and him doing it, and it's like everybody in the, in the crowd is like, ooh, 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 and we're just like we're all just like ooh in together. Yeah. Yeah, I can't get that at home. Yeah, that was yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what it was like. There were moments like that where they're like where somebody one of the, you know, Autobots would like rise up and we'd be like, Oh my god, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Oh, so anyway, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you can't get that at home. So that's what I, I do I now I think about it, I wonder if, if that's the only movies. No, that can't be. I feel like the movies that do the best in the theater are action movies and scary movies. Mm. I think holiday movies do pretty good too. Yeah. When it's the holiday season. Because I think about like rom coms. It's the holiday season, it's a good time for that. Yeah. Or Valentine's Day. Yeah, because it's like a date night thing, but I feel like I, I don't know. I feel like I'd rather watch a rom com at home, honestly. Just yeah, those, about being those, snuggled up. those I would. But like these days, like post COVID, I feel like people were, especially like last year, looking for being outside options but like not too outside so i think movies is like a good in between of like we went outside but like we didn't wild out we didn't go out out you like know a, i wish i lived in the era when movies was like like eat there was no tv and it was like if you want to watch something you had to go to the movie so it's like you and the kids because i don't see a, i don't really see it too like you know what yeah even when i went to incredible i didn't see that many kids going to go watch incredibles too oh oh my gosh when i w- when i went to go see transformers i had some there were some kids that were just little jerks. They, they came in early in the movie and shouted out a spoiler. Oh, really? Yes. Let's go. Keeping it strong. I love. I love bratty kids. That's my favorite. That's my favorite kind of people. Terrible. I mean, it, we've all been there. It, it heightened it heightened things in in the sense that like now we know what's gonna come and now we just don't know when it's gonna come. Yeah. Or and but then there's the anxiety of like, but were these little were they right? Were they lying? Were they lying? Like, so now you got this, like, dang. They did what they were supposed to do. They got in your heads. It was good. It was good. I like that. They did. I like that energy. It, it did help for me. So, anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, Barbie. So, you, you going to watch it? Yeah, I, I probably will. I don't know I when. think we're, me and my friends are probably going to watch it. Probably. If they don't watch it before, we plan on going to, to get Tempanyaki and getting faded and going to go walk to the theater. That sounds so like so much fun. Yeah. I can't wait. Have a great time. I'm trying to get as many people together as possible for this event. Okay. Be one for the ages. Let me know. Fresno? Oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's <laughs> too far. Gonna, just kidding. We're gonna that's where that's where we're gonna be. I'll have to have to organize my own Barbie crew though. <laughs> you get to have the more fun about you get the we don't know what movie we're gonna watch yet. I think one of our friends already seen Barbie because he has a girlfriend. But I'm down to walk, walk, rock, rock pink to Barbie. We need to see. Maybe like a theme. Normalizing men in pink. Oh, man. Pink they is say my favorite color. Barbie's good for everybody, even if you don't like Barbie. That's what they said about this movie. So. so fun fact, I used to like red, but my mom's favorite color is red. And for some reason, just being a teenager, I was like, 
kind of like the same color my mom likes. So I transferred it to pink. Uh, pink is just another hue of red, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, you know, I can do a pink. Mm-hmm. So my favorite color is blue. My other favorite color is red. Mom's like, my favorite color is red. That's it. It's pink. <laughs> it's pink now. Blue and pink. I got pink. I got pink socks. I got pink. I haven't wore wore pink in a long time because I work in a place that pink will get dirty in. But but I do want to talk about really quickly about social media hygiene. Okay. There's actually some good news and some bad news. Okay. So if you guys haven't known, there's a new social media platform out there called Threads. Um, and. With that being the thing, I wanted to talk about social media hygiene. But I just, I, we just found, my cousin just sent me an article this morning about them saying that, yeah, Threads had like a good opening season where a whole bunch of people came in, but a lot of people have typed off, like mm-hmm. a good chunk of people tapered off because I don't know if you've ever been on Threads. It, you, Threads is like what you don't want social media to be in the sense of like you follow people on Threads. But your page is still everybody. So it's like, imagine if I'm following all these people and then like I go to my page, I'm like, I don't see any of the people I follow. Like, what am I, what am I looking at? That's what Threads was because I think they made it very bare bones to see people. They didn't expect people to jump on like they did. And they couldn't fast enough jump on the thing of curating your page. Because I'm like, I follow all these people because I want my Threads to look a certain way. And it's not looking the way I want it to look. Mm-hmm. So I heard they, they lost a lot of people from there. I don't mean they won't come back, but they lost a lot of people. But in the vein of understanding that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of social media platforms out there right now, I kind of want I wanted us to talk about our like social media hygiene tips mm-hmm. to remain insane in the situation. So I want you to go first. And tell me like how do you because you're you don't I'm a heavy social media user. You are almost a non-existent <laughs> social media user. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I wanted to I wanted to get like what's your tip for. Um, or actually, let me ask you first. Why don't you use social media? Like, what, what's the aversion? You know, I feel like I have social media anxiety. Like, you know, I get social anxiety, mm-hmm. but I have social anxiety as it relates to social media. Like, I don't know. I, I, part of it is, like, I don't want, like, to spend that much time looking at other people's lives and I don't want to spend a lot of time curating how other people see my life. And so it's like, and I'm also private. Like, I don't know, these days I don't really want to share all my business. It's not for everybody to know. Like, the ins and outs of my life are for, like, people who I'm really close to. They have the privilege of knowing that information. So I've yet to figure out what else to talk about on my social media because I'm a wear my heart on the sleeve type of person. And that's how my social media has operated like in the past. Just like all my business out there, all my emotions out there. And that's not how I want to use social media. It's not how I'm going to use it. But I also am like, I also don't know how else to use it. So we just won't. I feel it. But I know that's like not like a very (laughs) exciting, you know, reasoning. But no, I mean, it's not like I'm looking for entertainment from your misery. I'm just like, (laughs) why are you absent? (laughs) I was just, I was just more trying to understand like, yeah, why not? You know, other people have the, you know, everybody got their own reasons. Some people are just, I want to be mysterious. If you want to know me, meet me in real life. It is that, and then some people are more like, I just can't get it. It's (laughs) that too. I can't get it. Like. Part of, I can, I could probably edit some things together, but I, I just don't have the discipline for it. It's not an integral part of my daily routine. 
like my you know i just i like social media passively when i'm bored but yeah. in terms of like using it as a tool to put myself out there yeah i don't really enjoy using it for using it in that way except for youtube mm. but it's crazy i never th- i've never thought about it that way either like because when I use when I use social media, I've I've been on Instagram and Snapchat since day one. Mm-hmm. Like those are my two, like those are the only ones I keep on my, my phone at all times. Snapchat not so much because, you know, I'm not single anymore. Snapchat has became kick for me. Like girls that I kind of like, let them let them all in the loop at the same time. Wow. <laughs> but <laughs> sorry, but. <laughs> I'm just telling the truth about it. that's what it was. That, that's what it ended up turning into. No I mean, judgments here. And then it, it grew into like people that I really rock with. Then it grew to like what close friends is now. What that's what Snapchat to be like. If you like, you know, you clean it up and it's like if you really rock with me, you got my Snapchat because that's where you're gonna see the nitty gritty, like the vlog mm-hmm. vlog style. Like we're about to do some crazy shit. Tune into my Snapchat because we're about you about to see me do something or like I remember I did like a I ended up posting it on um on Instagram, but like I, when I did like a baby boy skit, like recreating a baby mm-hmm. boy skit. I used to do stuff like that all the time on Snapchat. And people used to be cracking up. Like, ah, man, shout out. That was, those are good times. <laughs> like, this doing, I wasn't really doing it for views. It's more like, this is what I like to, like, I'm bored. I used Let's to create a skit. I used to be more active on, like, Snapchat and things like that, too. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like I just, I also don't socialize like that. I don't have the same amount of people to send things to on some platform forms mm-hmm. versus others. So, yeah. That sounds fun, though. I like the idea of just having, like, a, it's like a burner. Yeah, that's when why you just let your hair down, be silly, and just who you are. That's that's why uh, I remember I was talking to somebody on Instagram. They was talking about that. Like one of their coworkers found their they have a burner Instagram account and they have a regular Instagram account. And they said they gave her the burner account, and somehow she forgot that she was following her burner, and they found her regular account. And now she's like hella pissed about it because it's like. I feel it because I'm like I don't want everybody like even though my Instagram is public, so it's, it's a little bit different for me. At the same time, I don't want people to. I hate when people come back to me with what I posted. Like, yeah, yeah. Shout out to my coworkers oh. at work. Shout out to shout out to Patty and them. This is not against y'all, but it's it is kind of weird where it's like, it's like a, it's like a clip. It's like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh yeah, yeah. People will say that to me. They'll be like, oh yeah, I watched I watched one of your uh, podcasts or I watch your podcast clip, and I was like, oh really? Yeah, yeah I was like. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thank me, you. For me, it's like, Thank I want you. at least come with a kind of, for me, it's like, come with a conversation. Yeah. I saw your clip. You know what I thought about? Boom. Then I'm like, I'm locked in. But it's like, I saw your clip. Pause. You're like, good or bad? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. Am I getting fired? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> am I getting canceled? Did I get canceled? Am I canceled already? Yeah. <laughs> did, I the, did I miss the canceling? <laughs> but. Yeah, I, I feel like I've grown what I've grown into and the people around me who've, who've used it as well, the way they who use it the same way as me. It's just an outward expression. It's, it's, it is like you say, wearing your heart on the sleeve, but in a less personal way. Like mm-hmm. it's more about my creative habits, videography, photography, things like that. I'm sharing that part of me. They don't know about, you know, I got a lot of situations personally that y'all don't need to know about. I won't share that on there. But, you know, I will share like if I'm having a hard time, like like I shared in the last podcast about therapy and stuff like that and like crying like i'll share that stuff like that's that's like but you won't know like some people feel like some people share so much that people feel like they know you mm-hmm. and yeah I, that's how i, I get, used to be i feel like i guess so i feel like that's so dangerous so scary to me mm-hmm. but after that after this i gotta show you something on that note but 
Yeah, let's go into the tips. What's your first tip? Oh, yeah, okay. So my first tip is just keeping things limited to one or two platforms. Okay. Um, I like YouTube and I like Instagram, partly because Instagram allows me to post. YouTube I could post also, but I also just love that I can fully immerse and engage in content and not feel guilty about having not posted something for the last few months because I kind of get that with Instagram like dang it's been however long since I posted anything and look mm-hmm. how look how much is going on yeah you know so not feeling bad for limiting one to two platforms I have also the algorithm set up where like my Instagram will post to Facebook but I don't get on Facebook often but people do still respond to like my posts and I do enjoy going back like when I randomly do log into Facebook and seeing what people said and be like, oh, my gosh, I kind of wish I saw this at the moment. But it's also like a like a time capsule um, of other other people that I was like. My Facebook is more like my high school, old high school friends, some maybe old college roommate. I'm not roommates, but college friends It's old friend friends. Instagram's more of like college friends and former students, you know, a lot of my former students, especially and it's a blend of college college friends and um yeah former students so i don't know it's just kind of limit yourself feel free to limit yourself or at least organize like who you're connecting with based on like the different types of platforms because i don't know i feel like it gives you the ability to like tap in but not get lost in compulsive scrolling yeah that makes sense long long story long that makes that makes a lot of sense actually I definitely need to do that. I feel like it's kind of hard with stuff like this for yeah. me to be like, sorry. Like, I mean, granted, I will say that my main platform is Instagram. If I think of my social media, if I think about social media, it's like fossils for me. Like, you ever, like, you know, when you look at the, the, they show, like, the side view of, like, the Earth's crust and mm-hmm. the different layers of fossils. Like, you know, I was in my MySpace. Ooh, MySpace era. Such a good time. I was in my MySpace area. The May. Everyone, every social media platform that allows me curation is where I'm at. So, like, it was MySpace. You know, I can I used to be in there going heavy on my page. Then Facebook came, and I just, Facebook lost me because it was just a white page with blue words. Like, listen, I can't get, I can't get with this. Mm-hmm. Instagram came. I'm like, okay, I can get with this. You know, it's like more curate. I can create, curate my page and stuff like that. And I've been in my Instagram era probably since then. And then I had a little stand on Tumblr. I didn't go too heavy. Tumblr, Tumblr got a little bit too um, graphic. <laughs> like Twitter? Tumblr was original Twitter. Now Twitter is in that era of being just like NSFW forever. What's that? Not safe for work. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I, Instagram is probably where I'm at mostly. You'll find me, you'll find me sending sending tiktoks but you won't find me i posted a couple tiktoks mm-hmm. i love tiktok culture i don't have the time and if you would have met me at the age when i got on snapchat i probably would have been tiktok famous because i just love trends mm-hmm. <laughs> I, love, I love making i love making videos <laughs> like if you if you knew how many drafts i had on tiktok all the like the dances there's a draft dance there's, there's draft dances in there for me but yeah my my first tip i'll say is set a timer that's the okay. biggest thing. Set a timer. I like that. I think, especially when you're talking about doom scrolling, I think if you set a timer, whether that be for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, or 45 minutes, an hour, once that timer's up and you tell yourself that you're going to get off, 
that that's what at least helps me snap myself out of it, out of the hypnotism that is like another video, another vi- in, yeah. So that'd be my tip. I like that. I'm gonna try that myself. <laughs> and then when we go next, you want me to go again? You want me to go again? Um, go? I don't have any more, and I'm trying to get to this uh, bir- this birthday lunch show. So I'm gonna burn it out right now. Yeah. My second tip is if you guys aren't using it, I would say use the focus. Focus helps you out a lot because um, you can use you can use it to um, hide pages and hide certain. I think you can hide certain apps as well. Mm-hmm. That helps me a lot. Also, using the um, the screen time tool to let you to like set limits on how much screen time you use on certain apps, or you can do a cluster of apps. So it'll add up all your social media apps as one hour. Mm-hmm. So you only get one hour throughout all of them, or you can do one hour individually. I do one hour on TikTok because TikTok is the only one that I can go down the rabbit hole in. Mm-hmm. Instagram, I find myself after a while getting out, whatever. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my second tip. Um, I feel like you said something before in the last I've used one. Use both of those, so I like that. Those suggestions, those two tips. Yeah, I've used those and they are awesome. And I forgot my third tip, but my third tip's in my journal. I just don't. I don't remember. But I do remember you asking me how to use. I will exchange that tip for what you asked me on the last one that we recorded. That you guys didn't see is you asked me like how do you use it in a more constructive way. Um, I kind of went into it earlier, but it, I think it really is instead of seeing Instagram as a, a true extension of yourself, or that's that's a better word. See Instagram as an extension of yourself, not as a reflection of yourself. You know, you use I use Instagram as a creative outlet in a sense like I have photography and then I curate that to fit the the channel the social channel that is Instagram to get viewership to get engagement whatever whatever and to build on like my hobbies instead of like more like oh my grandpa passed away and I'm putting that on Instagram like I'm not doing that I'm more like you know introspective retrospective views and um whatnot but I love that I'm gonna try that out too yeah, I think those I think those are some pretty good social media hygiene tips, especially with the new threads out. If you guys have any tips of your of your own that you want to share, yes, please please let us know. I want I want to see what pe- how people are using social media, especially when you we know that. Also, I want to one more thing. I also want to say you shouldn't feel too bad about being on social media for about seven hours and stuff like that. Like, don't get me wrong, being on your phone for seven hours is crazy. But I recently went back and read some studies about the average time that a person watched TV back when TV was the first thing. It was about seven hours. Oh, wow. Like people people were like watching. If I, I got to go back and, and clarify, but I remember it, it was like on par with the time that we, we were on social media for it was about on par with people were watching TV. Oh, as. and the, on that note, then I remember the social media hygiene tip that one more that I had last recording which was they recommend getting a break um a three to four hour screen time break yeah every day and so yeah if the norm is what did you say seven eight hours well they they said on average people are on their phone seven seven eight hours but social media is like two or three okay so yeah like trying to break that time up I either you know, three to four hours divided out throughout that time or as a break before bed or whenever. But yeah, like not feeling bad about being on it for extended periods of time, just being um, 
aware and conscious of your usage, I think is like the number one part of social media hygiene. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah. But guys, that's another episode of the special friends podcast. Sorry if it was a little short. We, we, like I said, we did our first run. We kind of left it all on the table on that one. Yeah. So circling back is a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> but they got the important stuff. They got no, like, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So, um, and, again, and the flavor still. Oh, a little flavor. Little, as Miss Mariana said, a little stank on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, guys, if you guys enjoyed it, do me a favor like the video, subscribe, all those different things. Comment. A, comment as well. Do me a big favor. Go to the audio version and also rate it. It helps us out a lot. It helps us rank more in the audio version. Always looking to also raise the views and listens on the audio version. Um, but yeah, we're out of here. We're outie. <laughs>